Chapter 6 Making Plans You call this bright and early? Sirius couldn't help but smile as he rolled his eyes. It's only half nine. It's 9.30, Sirius. Right, that's what I said. Sirius watched the flash of Remus's teeth on his phone screen as he laughed, big and uninhibited, as bright as the day. Don't know where you learned to speak English, Sirius, Remus teased, thickening his accent with every word. Yeah, me neither. Sirius's attempt at imitating Remus's drawl was pathetic, but it did get another one of those laughs out of him. Anyway, this is early after a night in Vegas, Remus. Sirius walked into the oversized shower and propped his phone horizontally on the soap dish so it wouldn't slide off. Where are you right now? The shower. Sirius replied simply. I start my day civilized, thanks. Don't worry, I've got headphones. What the? Sirius, you're gonna wreck your phone. Hey, it's mostly waterproof. Sirius shrugged and stripped off the shirt he wore down to Starbucks for his morning feeding of his two addictions, nicotine and caffeine. He didn't miss Remus's sharp intake of breath and smirked at his phone. See, if I didn't have my phone in here, you would have missed that. Where are you right now? Remus turned his camera to show Sirius a full view of absolutely nothing. Well, not nothing. It was a gorgeous landscape, interrupted only by the break of mountains in the distance, and a couple of fences. Couple of bullocks thought they'd have themselves a fun time this morning over at the Greengrass Ranch. Don't know why they needed to go all the way over there just to get their rocks off, but, well, greener grass, I guess. That's their saying, you know. Greengrass farms, where the grass really is greener. Sirius snorted. Oh, oddest them. You don't know the half of it. There. Well, they're all right, but they're old money. Struck it rich on oil back in the 60s. Us new shiny penny folk aren't much welcome, but they're nice enough to my face, I guess. Remus sighed and turned the camera back toward himself. Now that Sirius was paying attention to the video and not his shower prep, he noticed the image was bobbing rhythmically. Ah, you on a horse right now? Serious, there's like an 80% chance that at any given time, I'm writing something. It was Sirius's turn to laugh, and he wished he could grab Remus and kiss him. I'll give you something to ride. Remus winked down at the camera. I'm holding you to it. But yeah, I'm on Azula. As. Too pretty of a day to waste the gas driving over to their back 40 and besides, video chatting and driving is dangerous. Oh, but video chatting and riding a horse isn't? Hell not. As is way smarter than any truck, ain't ya, girl? In the background, Sirius heard as Winnie. I've got a couple of ties, and I reckon those boys could use a little walk home for the trouble they've caused. I see, I see. Tough love. Damn right. Kids these days, Remus grumbled. Ain't got a lick of respect for their elders. I'll give you a lick of respect, too. Since I'm so generous. Knew I married you for a reason, Sirius. Remus smiled and blew a kiss at the camera before his face fell a little. Is that all right to joke about? Of course it is. Sirius laughed. We did something really mental. Only thing for it is to laugh at ourselves. And have mind-blowing sex. Yes, that, too. God, Sirius was mad for this man. Remus's wicked grin was laced with something softer, 
genuine, and Sirius wished he was there to see it in person, to trace the outline of his mouth with his fingertips, scrape over the stubble on his cheeks and jaw, curl in the hair at the nape of his neck. Sirius, you still with me? Sirius blinked and instinctively covered his semi with his hand. Not that Remus could see it, and not that Sirius would actually care. Yes. Sorry. I was, ah. Uh, well, I was thinking about you, so any distraction is entirely your fault. Remus laughed and shook his head. You're something else, darling. Something else. Remus looked away from the screen and sighed. All right. Nearly there, so I should let you go, as much as I'd love to see how you're handling your distraction. Remus winked, and Sirius swore his knees would give out. Sirius didn't want to be let go, but he nodded, sullen. Okay. Any idea when? Remus sighed again and shook his head. Definitely not today, but if these girls drop their calves quick, I might be able to get out there by Thursday. Thursday. Today was Tuesday. That was two whole days from now. Sirius's chest ached and he didn't even have the self-awareness to feel embarrassed by his eagerness. But, Remus said, interrupting Sirius's pity party. No pressure or nothing but, if you want, if, uh, your friends want. He trailed off and looked off to the side. The screen was no longer bobbing. He'd come to a stop. It's your buddy's bachelor party so, you know, don't feel obligated or nothing and definitely don't pressure them into this, but if y'all want. Y'all can come out here this week. Maybe even tomorrow? Hope soared inside of him, lifting that sticky ache from behind Sirius's ribs and tossing it right in the bin. Really? Remus blushed, barely distinguishable on the screen, and rubbed the back of his neck. He was in an honest-to-God checkered button-up in sky blue today, and he looked amazing. You don't have to. I'm just throwing shit at the wall. Sirius shook his head. I'd love to. They'd love to. James has been badgering me about you nonstop. Have you told them? Your friends? Not yet. Sirius took a moment to lather up his hair, shower delayed but not forgotten. Didn't want to take away from James and Lily, you know. More like didn't want to get the dressing down of his lifetime from his friends, who would tell him just how reckless and impulsive and stupid he'd been in varying stages of scathing and disappointed. It probably wouldn't be that bad. From James. And probably Mary. Sirius knew Remus had to go, but the question burned the tip of his tongue. Have you? Remus took a second to reply, and Sirius felt oddly cold despite his hot shower. He forced himself to look at the shower tiles and not at the screen of his phone not wanting to see disappointment on Remus's face for Sirius's cowardice, or, much worse, regret. I told Marlene I met someone I'm kinda crazy for, Remus said, warming Sirius right back up. Sirius snuck a glance at the screen, where he was pretty sure he wasn't imagining the flush on Remus's face. She was. Well, she was about as shook as a Coke can. His laugh eased Sirius's new anxiety. I'm not. I don't really catch feelings for people. Or, well, I do but I ignore them. I don't want to ignore them with you. Sirius grabbed his phone with shampoo-slick hands and brought it up to eye level, wishing he could crawl through it and kiss Remus until the cows came home, to borrow one of his charming phrases. But he couldn't, 
so he settled for a soppy smile. God, I like you so much. Remus smiled and rubbed the back of his neck. Yeah? Yeah. Sirius nodded. All right. I'm going to find a way to make it to you because I need to see you again. But right now, you go off and be a sexy cowboy, yes? I've got my phone on me all day, so. Just text. Kay. Remus smiled again. You go off and be a sexy demigod. Only a demi? Remus snorted. Vain fucker, ain't ya? Sirius laughed, leaning against the shower wall. Guilty as charged. I'll let you off with a slap on the wrist. Only my wrist? Remus's laugh nearly blew out Sirius's headphones, but he didn't care. Your trouble. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna hang up, adjust myself in my jeans because someone went and got me thinking about stuff, and I'll text you later. Sirius brought his phone close and kissed the screen. Later. He bid, and didn't even mope very much when the call disconnected. Hands on the wall and spread them, baby. Sirius rolled his eyes and pulled his hair over his shoulder, but did as he was told. Don't get it in my hair. Flo swatted his arse and blew a raspberry at him. Bet you let Remus get it in your hair. Don't mention Remus. Alice scolded, walking over and snatching the bottle of sun cream away from Flo. This is a relaxing party day, not a sad lonely day. No offense. None taken. Sirius muttered, pressing his forehead to the wall. He knew Alice didn't mean it in any rude way and it was honestly for the best that she cut Flo off at the knees before things escalated. She and Mary could really feed off each other and make him spill all his secrets. And here at the Wet Republic Day Club, with the alcohol flowing like water and surrounded by sunshine and beautiful people, it wouldn't be hard to do. Sirius barely flinched as Alice rubbed in the cold cream and chuckled at the timer she set on his phone. Every thirty minutes, she warned. Also, you have a text from you-know-who. A cheeky grin dimpled Alice's face and Sirius immediately perked up. That face only meant. I didn't read it. Alice lied, winking and skipping off to double-check James's work on Lily. Don't know if you've ever ridden a horse while hard, but it really fucking sucks and I blame you. Can't get you out of my head. Sirius tried to hide his smile behind his phone, but James nudged his side with his elbow. You got it bad. Like you didn't giggle like a schoolgirl over every text I sent you. Send you. Lily teased. She went willingly into the circle of James's arms and beamed up at him. It's a good look on you, Sirius. Smitten. Her voice went soft and genuine, and it felt like a hug of her own around Sirius's heart. I am a little. Yeah, Sirius admitted quietly, feeling safe now that Mary and Flo had gone to sun themselves on the loungers. Remus's suggestion of inviting everyone out to his ranch was ever-present, a constant buzz in the back of his head that he wanted to shake loose and show off. But Alice was right. Today was for relaxing. He'd ignored James and the others quite a bit over the last couple of days. Later, top-shelf cocktail in hand because the minimum spend for their bungalow was over 12,000 American dollars. Not that Sirius cared, Sirius watched his friends. Alice and Frank sat under a huge umbrella eating finger foods, 
Mary and Flo were shamelessly flirting with a blonde girl and her boyfriend a few bungalows down. Pete was playing a game on his phone on the sofa in the shade, and James had Lily on his back as he swam lazy laps in their private pool. None of this made him want Remus here any less, but seeing Lily card her hands through James's wild hair and kiss his neck brought Sirius a new sense of ease. James had been head over heels for Lily from the moment he saw her. She was a new surgeon at the hospital where James worked, and James did not shut up about her for sixteen hours straight. Just completely and utterly gone, jaw on the floor, angels, the whole deal. They'd slept together at a hospital holiday party, and it really cemented everything for James. Was that so different from how Sirius reacted to Remus? James was ready to marry Lily after their first date, disastrous as it was. Romantic moonlit picnics in a London winter rarely went as planned, and Sirius, well, he'd essentially done the same. Lily had been the voice of reason, of course, had stood firm until she finished her foundation program and got her footing in her specialty, and they'd lived together, with Sirius, for at least six months. But Sirius had it on good, and drunken, record that Lily had been rather taken with James after their first date, too. He and Remus just fast-forwarded through all that unnecessary filler and got straight to the meat. Ah, uh, bone. Ah, uh, and goal. That. Sirius looked at his left hand, at the black ring he put on his index finger so as to not draw undue attention, and pulled out his phone. Earlier, Remus sent him some harmless pics of the young cows that had gotten out and then one of him, shirtless on his bed, with Mateus sprawled across his chest, that Sirius itched to save as his phone background. Instead, Sirius took a selfie, angling his phone just right to get a good shot of his tiny black Versace trunks, bare torso, and bottom half of his face, and sent it off to Remus. Whoa boy, where are you? Wet Republic Day Club. Don't worry. I'm marinated in so much SPF I don't think it's even possible to burn at this point. Hey, now don't go giving me a new sunscreen kink. Who's the lucky bastard who got to feel you up? I mean, get your back? My friend Alice is in charge of backs and spot checks. She's an oncologist. It's her personal mission to never let me burn. Her touch does leave something to be desired, though. Frowny face. Glad someone's looking out for you. Gotta take care of that perfect skin, kissing face. Well, now I'm thinking about your perfect skin, so fuck me, I guess, lol. God, I wish I could. Your hands are fucking amazing. Oh yeah? You like him that much? What's not to like? Big, warm, calloused. Mmm. I was definitely having some inappropriate thoughts about your hands for the first 20 seconds on the bull. They seem pretty appropriate to me, lol. Shit, you're with your friends and I'm blowing up your phone. Sorry. I keep hogging your attention. Straight face. No. I mean, yes, but I'm way too drunk to be getting in the water. Right here on this sun lounger is where I belong. You text real world for being too drunk to swim. 
Practice, darling. All about practice. LOL. I'm gonna need you to say that to me next time I see you. Practice. No. Darling. Starting to see the appeal now, are we? We'll just have to see, winky face. Y'all gonna be there all day? Yeah. I bought a double package, day and night. There's some big DJ coming in for the night set and James is happiest when he can be shirtless and hold his girl, show her off, so. Also we have like $12,000 to spend in alcohol and food and even we need a few hours to do that. LOL 12k pesos, right? Yin? No, American. Damn y'all go hard. Winky face. Only the best for my best friend. It's not a big deal. I like to spoil the people I love. He's worth the spend. Seems like it. You're a good friend. Okay, I gotta go, but, you know. I know, smiley face. You too. You're not bogarting my time. Promise. Okay. Is it okay to send more pics like earlier? Ah. Uh, I don't know. You may have to refresh my memory, Remus. I'm so much older than you. Age, you know. It's such a dreadful thing. The mind goes first. Little shit. Here, winky face. Photo of Remus in nothing but low-slung jeans, a trail of dark gold hair down past his Adonis belt, and a noticeable bulge.jpg. Oh, this type of pig. Hmm. Yes. In fact, I insist. Anything you want, darling. Winky face. Talk to you later. While Sirius waited for later, determined to be good and patient, he spent his time sunning like an overlarge, glamorous house cat, feeling devastatingly handsome in his outfit and mirror-finished black aviators. A few women approached, drawn in by James's announcement that their roommates should join them for celebratory drinks, but Sirius just pointed to the rainbow stitching around the white Versace on the thick waistband of his trunks and watched them sulk off toward a much more heterosexual Peter. Not going for a swim? Peter asked after his gaggle dispersed. Afraid of mussing up your carefully coiffed bedhead? Sirius caught the look James shot Peter from across the pool but shrugged. Something like that, yeah. In reality, Sirius hadn't been able to get into anything deeper than a jacuzzi in years, not since Regulus. It had been the week before their final Olympic qualifier event, and Regulus was more stressed than Sirius had ever seen him. Narcissa was managing all right, but Regulus was a ball of nerves. In an effort to distract him, Sirius suggested they go to a water park to just let off some steam, and they made a day of it at Splashdown Pool. Sirius remembered seeing Regulus go under, remembered seeing him stay under, and remembered the panic of not seeing him come back up. Sirius got the attention of a lifeguard even as he dove in after Regulus, himself, 
but the chaos of the open pool meant it took them minutes to get him. He'd never been so afraid in his life. Sirius sat in the emergency room at the hospital, shivering in his wet swim trunks for hours, waiting for an update, waiting for their parents to come back from their Dubai vacation home. He was lucky that they ended up at James's hospital, because James did his best to keep him in the loop, would pop into debrief Sirius and finally wrestle him into some dry clothes, not that any of it settled him. He was warm and dry, sure, but what was the point when his baby brother could be dying? Eventually he got to see his brother. Regulus had taken ages to regain consciousness, and Sirius felt numb when he heard the neurologist drone on about epilepsy. Regulus couldn't have epilepsy. He was twenty years old, perfectly healthy, and extremely capable. He never even had a seizure before. But apparently high-stress situations could trigger a major event, and he'd probably been having absent seizures for years without detection. Through it all, Sirius tried to keep up with the doctor's instructions, but it became a muddied mess in his jumbled head. He was barely older than Regulus and scared out of his mind from just the word seizure. But Lily stopped by afterwards to break it down for him into easier-to-digest chunks. At the time, Sirius barely knew her beyond the object of James's adoration, but since Regulus was important to James, through Sirius, she wanted to make sure he was okay. Looking back, that had been the first clue that maybe the lady did protest too much, and that maybe she did think about James more favorably than she let on. Regulus was okay now. He was medicated and had an alert dog named Padfoot, of all things. He wasn't able to compete in the Olympics that year or any dressage event since then, and Sirius knew how much that had to chafe. Their mother locked Regulus down, kept him close out of what looked like genuine but felt like fabricated maternal concern. She wouldn't know maternal concern if it crawled up her dusty snatch and sneezed, and Sirius felt for him. Fought for him. He could take care of Regulus. Regulus did not need taking care of. He could look out for him. Regulus would be doing the looking out. He could make sure nothing bad happened to him. He'd failed once already. But, as the disgraced first son of the family, being gay meant no heir, thus no care, Sirius's word held zero weight. Sirius got tested for epilepsy, too, but exhibited no signs or genetic markers. Still, swimming pools made him nervous and he'd much rather cut an attractive figure just laying out in the sunshine. Everyone else could swim, but he'd keep to solid ground. Besides, he really didn't want to have to restyle his hair. Even though all of the others worked in the same hospital, only James and Lily knew the full story, so Sirius couldn't hold Peter's teasing against him. The sun set, and Alice's strict timekeeping meant that Sirius greeted the dusk with nothing but an attractive sheen of sweat on his skin, unharmed by the sun, and his body felt fluid. Warm and cozy, not overly hot, just comfortable, like being tangled up in bed with Remus. Ugh. He really did have it bad. One was later again. Later ended up being a series of texts exchanged here and there, when the moment allowed. Sirius was resolved to be more present for his friends, aided by Remus disclosing that the cell reception at the ranch wasn't always reliable, especially when he went out into the fields like he was today. Remus was surprised that their morning call was so successful, but attributed that to being so close to the green grass property line. Sirius missed him, 
ached for him every time he saw James kiss Lily, every time Alice laughed at Frank, every time Flo twirled around Mary, and Peter wasn't much of a port in Sirius's melodramatic hurricane of feelings. Peter wasn't callous or anything, but he didn't really get it. He'd never been in love. Sirius wasn't in love with Remus. In light, sure. In lust, definitely. But not love. It felt like a lie even to think that, but Sirius was an expert at self-delusion. And nothing helped self-delusion quite like a night spent trying the weirdest cocktails the strip had to offer. After their day and mostly night of drinking, there was the voodoo tea potion at Hex, a gummy bear martini at I Love Sugar, the cocktail tree at Sushi Samba. Sirius was amazed he, Flo, and Mary even managed to order that last Uber back to the hotel, and further amazed that they were still mostly coherent. They floated into Flo and Mary's room on a cloud of giggles and champagne bubbles, far too drunk for propriety but not yet drunk enough to elicit the morose. Mary kicked off her heels, bringing her to a more mortal height of five nine and a half, and Flo unzipped the boots that went most of the way up her leg, chucking them across the room like they didn't cost two hundred quid, on clearance. Mary skipped over to the mini-fridge and pulled out a bottle of vodka and, after a frustrated rummage through the shelves, bent nearly in half, a half-empty bottle of what looked like bubbly piss. Don't take the piss, it's not piss and it'll have to do, Mary warned, brandishing the bottles at Sirius. Flo shoved the empty ice bucket into his hands. Ice. Sirius stared at the bucket, looked at Flo, back at the bucket, and went to the bedside phone. Yes, hello. Ice, please, to 3,669, and a case of ginger beer and lime juice as well. No, out bottled. Freshly squeezed from the bar. Thanks ever so much. He hung up and shrugged. Not drinking vodka piss. Moscow mules will do us, and in the meantime. He grabbed a handful of the tiny bottles of liquor from the mini bar. Shots. Those are like twenty dollars each. Flo protested. Thirty, actually. Even worse. Sirius rolled his eyes. What does it matter? I'm paying for the room, in case you've forgotten. We didn't forget, Mary said hotly. Well, all right, we forgot. Shush. Gimme. The mini bottles went down like water, and the three Moscow meals Sirius made for himself afterwards were perhaps not the wisest decision he'd ever made. But Vegas wasn't for wise decisions, he reminded himself as he fished his phone out in the bathroom. Maybe he'd send Remus a sexy picture to wake up to tomorrow morning. Surely the cows could wait for a sunrise wank to be fed, right? Dimly lit photo of Remus holding a tiny, black, wet calf.jpg. It's a girl. One down, one to go. OMG, you're up. Um. No. Sorry, tennis. You've been cucked. LOL, OMG, serious. How drunk are you right now? The better question is how sober am I right now? Okay, so how sober are you? Devil emoji. I'm not. Having a good time then? Angry face. No. 
I'm having a good time, winky face. Dot dot dot. Shahaha, I know we. I'm fine. Good. Horny as fuck though, shit. Sending you a pic, hang on. Only slightly blurry photo of Sirius leaning against a marble countertop. His flies are open enough to show he is not wearing pants, and his shirt is rucked up by his other hand, the fingers of which are pinching his nibble.jpg. Damn. Where are you? Flo and Mary's room. Laugh. Sitting on the sink. Fuck. If you were at yours, I'd help you out with that big hard problem you've got there. Okay, okay, I'll be gonna go back to mine. Now on a new and very important mission, Sirius shoved his phone into his back pocket and did his flies most of the way back up. Oh, fuck me. Sirius laughed as he tripped over absolutely nothing on his unnecessarily winding route back to the enormous couch from the bathroom. Too drunk. Please return to sender. Mary groaned in commiseration. Yeah, oh god. The last time I was this drunk, Flo and I thought we'd go skinny dipping in the lake at school. A fish bit my tit. Fish had good taste. Flo remarked, giggling into her cup. Aha, drunkest I've ever been, hum, oh. Sirius and I snobbed. Yikes. She smirked at him. Unless. Sirius scoffed. All right, hey, okay, all right, hey, you accosted me. It was not a mutually agreed upon event. How the fuck are you saying words like ack? Akosh. Fuck you. Mary huffed. And V. Sirius continued, ignoring Mary. No. Boo, you're no fun. Flo frowned and downed the last of her drink. He's only got eyes and lips and tongue and dick for John. Well, Sirius couldn't very well deny that, now could he? Damn you're gone on him. Like gone gone. Drunk, I'm saying nothing. Sirius declared, leaning heavily against Mary's side. He was supposed to be doing something. What was it? Drinking? Probably not. Bathroom? He'd taken his slash already. Mary smoothed his hair back from his face and immediately set to braiding it. Hey, you've been drunker. Sirius nodded. That I have, Macaroon, that I have. He closed his eyes and smiled to himself, thinking about how the last time he was this drunk, he'd gotten himself married. You what? Sirius's eyes flew open. I've said that aloud. He whispered. Horrified. Too right you did. What? When? Where? To whom? Flo demanded to know as she launched herself across the sofa to land in his lap with surprising grace for their level of toasted. Married. Let me guess. Mary began, tapping her chin. After secondary but before university. That seems like the sort of thing only a dumb 18-year-old would have done. She gasped. Oh. Tell me it was to James. Please. Lie if you have to. I've a bet with Peter and I'd like 50 quid. Thanks all the same. Sirius felt his cheeks burning, but the usual handle he had on his mouth slipped through his fingers and into the well of vodka they'd drunk. 
It wasn't James, sorry to disappoint. I don't believe you, Mary accused. You and Pete are in on it. I've only just learned about this bet, how am I supposed to be in on? Never mind. Who is it then? What dumb teenage thing did you do in your wayward youth? Flo cooed, trying to butter him up in her weird touchy way that didn't endear Sirius to her in the slightest, not that he minded. Her hands were cool and soft on his heated neck. I wasn't a kid. Why are you being coy? How are you being coy? Mary groaned and thrust her drink at him. Finish that and fess up, Black. Sirius didn't make a habit of doing what Mary told him to do, but he drank it anyway because he was rather thirsty. What happens in Vegas stays? Oh my god you married John. Remus, love. Oh my god you married Remus. Sirius's ears rang with the force of Flo's exclamation and he winced and she started shaking him. I'm not saying that. You're not not saying that. Sirius, you bitch, we were supposed to be your bridesmaids. Oh my god, how has James kept this a secret? He's the worst at secrets like this. And Lily, she's just fine with you getting married on her hen night. Mary rambled, far too loud and far too quickly for Sirius to follow along super well. Flo stopped shaking Sirius and looked him dead in the eye. Two things. Does John Remus know you're rich enough to buy all of England? Does he have a massive dick? And why weren't we invited? That was three questions, Florence. Sirius grimaced. Fuck. He should have just stayed in the bathroom and gotten off with Remus there. Fuck, Remus. Well duh, that was obviously part of the equation. Mary rolled her eyes. No, 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 I'm supposed to text him from my room so he can get me. So we can. Wish. Me. Oh fuck it. So we can have phone sex. Sirius blindly groped for his belt, far too far away across the room. Gotta go. No, you don't, mister. Flo grabbed him by the belt loops and tugged him back down to the couch. First of all, you'll never make it there in one piece or fully dressed. B, of all, answer the question. But Rem. Don't worry about him. Oh. When had Mary gotten his phone? Hi, smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. Hey, lol. This isn't serious. Oh. Who is it? Mary. He's really pissed. So he's sleeping with us tonight. Don't worry, it's a secret, winky face. Kissing face, winky face. Okay. Thanks. Good night then. Anytime, babe. There? All sorted. Mary tossed Sirius's phone onto the bed and flumped down next to him again. What? Did you text him? Sirius reached pointlessly for his phone, well out of reach from his place on the couch. Bet you were pissed and staying here. Nothing bad. Sirius groaned and rolled off the couch before Flo could grab him again. He's American, Mary. Ah, I know. No, he's Texan, Sirius. Flo snorted. Stiffrent, I think. Sirius tripped on the way to the bed 
but managed to get to his phone unharmed. He called Remus's number, but he didn't pick up. He tried again to no answer and felt the bottom drop out of his stomach. Fuck. 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 Mary grabbed him around the waist and pulled Sirius halfway into her lap. Sirius groaned and dropped his head onto her shoulder, trying to wrestle some control over his marinated emotions. Babe, it's okay. Right, Flo. I mean he's seen you drunk before and obviously he's not had a problem with it, and... He's not picking up. Well, it's like... 3 a.m. He hates me. Flo joined them on the bed and brought Sirius another drink. Sirius barely caught the mischief leaving her expression, replaced by something soft. Impossible. It's impossible to hate you, Sirius. When he scoffed, Flo flicked his shoulder. Ow. I bruised like a peach. You're fine. And stop that. You're you're good. He's fine. He's probably asleep. Maybe he had fallen asleep in the three minutes since the last text, but Sirius doubted it. Was Remus upset that he was so drunk? Was he mad that Mary knew? Was he mad that Mary texted him? Was he mad that Sirius didn't make it back to his room for a fun wink? Their relationship was very sexually charged, after all, and they didn't get off together that morning or at all during the day. Maybe he was losing interest. Sirius let himself be woman-handled into the bathroom to brush his teeth and wash his face. When Mary found out he wasn't wearing pants, she shoved a pair of tiny cotton shorts at him. Mary was curvy enough that his own arse fit rather nicely in them, but the inseam was laughable. Still, they were a no-boundaries group, and he accepted further woman-handling into the bed, nestled between Flo and Mary. It was not the sandwich he wanted to be the filling of, but, he had to admit, it was very comfortable. It's fine, he's fine. Mary mumbled into his neck, apparently sensing his discomfort. On his other side, Flo snored ever so quietly. You're very lovable, you know. Despite the panic settling into his chest, Sirius was touched by Mary's sleepy comfort. Not really marriage material, though. But what does that even mean? Mary snuggled in closer. Lillian could have said the same about our James, you know. Boy, James is a great husband. Sirius defended hotly. Always has been. So you did get married to James? Ugh, no, Mary. You know what I mean. Sirius elbowed her gently. He's a good man. I'm. Me. Pretty, but not much else. Oh my god, why are you two still awake? Flo crawled halfway on top of Sirius to stare down into his face. Their noses touched, but at least they had minty breath. He's in his feelings about Remus. I'm not, I'm just. He barely knows me. Flo bonked his forehead with hers and rolled over again to land on top of Mary. Kay, and, you hot boy, and nice, ish, enough, nice enough, smart, though, not like Dr. Smart. Dr. Lyons added with a little ridiculous flip of her hair and a giggle from Dr. McDonald below her. But that's just because you didn't go to school for that. Yeah. So don't go jumping all over your conclusions, Burke. Evan might. Hush, Mary. No, fuck that, Flora. I'm saying his name. Mary's voice took on a clearer quality, 
her righteous indignation evidently burning away her exhaustion and drunkenness enough to come through. Evan Nogville McFuckwit might not have been able to see that but you. Ah. Brilliant. Mary punctuated the last words with a prod of her index finger on Sirius's chest. Yeah. Maybe. Sirius tried letting their words sink in, tried to believe them, but... Seriously, what did he even have to offer anyone, let alone Remus? This was ridiculous, getting, and staying, married when he was leaving in a few days to go across the world, where Remus absolutely could not follow him, not with his very real and important obligations. His chest felt tight and sticky with dread and doubt, and just doom, turning every breath sour and acrid. He wanted to leave, go back to his room for a pity party, but then what? Then he'd really be alone, like he was destined to be for his entire life. The curse of the queer blacks, his uncle Alfred had said, over a decade ago, when Sirius wasn't sure if he was joking and still wasn't. Couldn't ask him now. His phone buzzed on his chest and Sirius almost flung it across the room in his haste to look at it. Hey weird question, but are you okay? Got a feeling that you're not and if you are, then cool go back to sleep, but I don't think you are. So you okay? Not really. Cool. Not cool cool, but meet me outside in five so you can smoke and unload. Wear trousers. I'm pretty sloshed. Okay. I'll come fetch you. Woof woof. When the gentle rap sounded on the door not five minutes later, Sirius was impressed that James knew where he was and that he'd managed the lifts in such a short amount of time. Flo and Mary had remained tangled up in each other after their talk, so Sirius was able to quietly extract himself from the bed. His legs felt unsteady under him and the way the room swam as he stood confirmed his suspicions that he was definitely still drunk, but he made it to the door unscathed. Lo, Jamie, Sirius whispered, opening the door wide enough to let James in. Brought you joggers, shoes, and a cool lighter I saw at the shop. James held out a pair of grey joggers, slide-on sandals, and a very cool lighter that was shaped like a dragon. James, despite his profession, was oddly supportive of Sirius's smoking. Well, supportive wasn't really the word, but he didn't scold him or stop him or slide scary pamphlets about lung cancer into his pocket, Alice. He seemed to understand that it was the one real escape Sirius had, the one outlet that gave him a quiet place to go, to think, where not many would follow. Obviously he would prefer if Sirius didn't smoke for the usual health reasons, but James, like Sirius, ascribed to a live-life outlook. And James? James would always support Sirius. Always. James guided him up the lifts and to the actual roof of the hotel, passing a wad of American bills into a maintenance man's hand on the way out. Sirius was grateful for the solitude, though. Even at this hour, the streets were busy with foot traffic, the noise of the city never seeming to cease. Sirius could see why Remus didn't want to live in Las Vegas, especially when compared to the tranquility of his ranch. Drink first, James prompted before Sirius could light up. He pulled a water bottle out of his back pocket 
and watched to make sure Sirius drank nearly all of it before he let him proceed. The water helped unstick Sirius's tongue, if nothing else, and the first exhale of smoke eased away for words. I did something fucking stupid. James cocked his head and joined Sirius in leaning on the railing. He smelled like his body wash and a little like Lily's perfume, and Sirius just wanted to bury his face in his chest and never come back up. It was safe. He'd spent many a night hiding from his responsibilities there. Stupid like blew half a million pounds on blackjack and lost because it's not actually rigged for you even though your name is black, or stupid like in need of a solicitor because you've gotten yourself into legal trouble. Ah. Sirius took another drag off his cigarette and looked up at the sky. Here, the stars were nearly impossible to see, blown out by the bright lights of the city below. It was unsettling. Closer to the last, I guess. James leaned in close and searched Sirius's face, hazel eyes flicking to and fro, and then down his body to his hands, to the ring on his index finger. New ring, he said lightly. Not your usual style. James fell quiet and slipped his arm around Sirius's waist, just holding him, heedless of the smoke. You and Remus, huh? What use was there in playing dumb? Sirius didn't have the energy, didn't have the spark to deflect. Yeah. He flexed his hand, watching the emergency lights reflect on the band. We got so drunk, Jamie. I barely remember it. I'm such an idiot. Maybe a little. James huffed a laugh against Sirius's shoulder, soft and breathy. Having second thoughts now. Sirius shook his head before he could even fully consider the question. Not me. What's he said? Well, nothing, but he didn't answer my call. James raised a brow. What time did you call him? Sirius looked away and scuffed the toe of his sandal on the floor. Like 3 a.m. Sirius. James laughed, shaking his head. I know, I know, but, Jamie, he's so great. I like him so much. I know it sounds mental. James cut him off with a sharp laugh. Who are you talking to? His laugh was so infectious, Sirius couldn't help but join him, breathing out a smoky chuckle as some of the tension left his shoulders. I'd have proposed to Lily day one if I didn't think she'd gut me with her scalpel. Look. I mean, is it unconventional? Yes. Absolutely. But fuck convention. Conventions are stupid. They are. But so is, like, marrying someone I don't even know. Pish posh, pepperoni. James ruffled Sirius's hair, knowing full well that he'd grouse and try to fix it, a hopeless case at 4am. So get to know him. Why aren't you getting to know him right now? He winked and nudged Sirius's ribs. Sirius blinked at him. It's your stag party. It's been my stag party for almost two weeks, Sirius. James tutted, plucked the cigarette from Sirius's mouth, and spun Sirius to face him. Look at me. Are you looking? Sirius blinked again, bleary and owlishly. Sure. James was a bit fuzzy, but he was there. Good enough. Look. Sirius. You are my brother. My best friend. My most platonic soulmate. I know you love me. You don't have to stick around doing dumb shit with us just because I'm getting married. It's not like we won't be able to do dumb fucking shit after I'm married. 
Lily was not the handler sort of partner, which Sirius appreciated. She let James be James, impulsive behaviors and all, and didn't just tolerate it, but loved that about him. But. No buts unless it's yours bumping into Remus's dick, okay? Or his into yours. Or both of your bums together. James gave him a little shake. Call an Uber. Go get your man. It's gone 4 a.m., Jamie. Decent point. Wait a few hours and then call an Uber. Maybe shower first. Or not. I don't know what Remus is into. Sirius lurched forward and hugged James to his body, trying not to cry over how good his best friend was. James held him back just as fiercely, murmuring soft, sweet words into his hair. Wanna come with me? James pulled away, brows raised. Lil said it was a both of us all. Not like that. Sirius laughed and gave him a little shove. He's invited us out there on Wednesday. All of us. If you want. Like go out to a real 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 ranch? Are you kidding? James grinned from ear to ear. Pete's going to piss himself. Yes, Sirius, oh my god. Can we go now? No? Still 4 a.m.? Got it. Okay. Later then. He started bouncing on the balls of his feet, and Sirius felt a little ill watching him bop around. I'm gonna go tell Lils. Maybe buy some cowboy boots. Sirius took his cigarette back before James could accidentally fling it off the side of the building and set something on fire. Most of his worries were gone, pushed under by the sheer force of James's avalanche of words. And sure enough, when a pop came from his pocket. Photo of a black calf nursing from a small brown cow, an exhausted-looking Remus in the corner of the frame, selfie-style.jpg. Hope you're getting some sleep. Thinking about naming this one Estrella, smiley face, 